Last week, the New Directions decided to explore funk, and we were suitably unimpressed. Will sang a song to Sue, and we all died, and they sang Good Vibrations, and it was kind of fun. And that's what you missed on Glee Boot. Nice. <laughs> Glee Boot. Tonight, we are discussing the finale of the first season, yeah? Yeah, season one finale, Journey to Regionals. Welcome to Glee Boop, baby. This is the moment we've been waiting for. Hey! <laughs> Journey we... to Regionals. Wow. Oh my so lord. A title mm. that kind of makes sense. Yeah. I'm Cullen. Alyssa. Shit, I'm Hannah. Have we done this the past couple episodes? No, we haven't. So, <laughs> I don't even know our welcome names. back, everyone. If you forgot our names, we are repeating them for you. Yeah, I've been editing earlier episodes and we used to do that. So now it's like in my <laughs> brain, it's something to do. Yeah, yep. Well, uh, celebrating the finale, I have made cocktails for Colin and I. I've made pomegranate martinis. Very, very tart. Super good. I love it. I don't know what Colin thinks because he hasn't tried it. Cheers to regionals. Cheers. So for our listeners, Hannah hasn't been excluded purposely. She just lives in a different state. I cannot make Hannah a cocktail. It is impossible. I mean, like, I guess you could send me the fixins and then I would have to make it myself. That's true. I could send you the recipe next time. It's called Hello Drunk. It's the opposite of Hello Fresh. Or instead of <laughs> ingredients. Hello, you have to cut this out of the episode. It's too good of an idea. <laughs> our new our new cocktail. That's actually like a interesting business model, like sending people cocktail ingredients. You literally have to cut this out of the episode. We're doing it. <laughs> I don't know, guys. There's a lot of laws about how you can transfer alcohol. True. So we can transcend I... them. <laughs> Rise above. A We're song. drinking doubles, by the way. Double martinis. You never said what you liked, or if you didn't like it. I liked it a lot, actually. Oh, okay. Liked? Did you drink it already? <laughs> No, I just, I just had sip number Lados. Lados? Okay. Yeah. That feels like it's two different little languages. Strong Glanish. <laughs> okay. Uh, the worst I, language. <laughs> I am drinking water out of a uh, a rum tumbler. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I got it. This uh, rum distillery here in Tampa. And uh, I'm thirsty, so I decided to drink water. Plus, there's no alcohol in my house because I haven't gone shopping. If I had Hello Drunk, the alcohol would be <laughs> delivered to me. Okay, Pitch. should I give everyone the recipe to this cocktail? I think it would be a great idea. Honestly, like, um, yeah, why not? So we can put it on the Sony. Okay, so this pomegranate martini is in the, I'm just saying the normal recipe I'm not saying how to make it a double okay one ounce of vodka three quarters ounce of triple sec three quarters ounce of lemon juice and three quarters ounce of pomegranate juice <laughs> and you shake it all up in a shaker with ice and then um, pour it out without the ice so that's it that's how you make it oh shout out 
I got this recipe from my dad who makes this for my mom because it's her favorite drink. Oh, this is Beth's uh. favorite drink. Yes. Beth. Oh my God. Wow. Um, that was a great connection. Great connection. I was going to go with, this is your, your mom's favorite drink. This is one of my favorite episodes of Glee. Oh. Uh, it is. I've, I've been excited for this episode since we started the podcast. Um, it's a journey. Okay. Okay. I yeah. Okay. <laughs> I I was also really excited to watch it. Um, I remembered lots of good things about it. Um, yeah. So. And this was my first time watching it. As everyone knows, I am to the point in Glee where I haven't watched it. So this episode, I'm gonna go basically chronologically because instead of 25 different storylines, there's mainly just like a main storyline with a couple like wrap-ups of, of others yeah no i think that's a good idea going chronological chronological it took us six hours to do the episode <laughs> <laughs> william fucking schuster he just found out sue sylvester is a judge at regionals oh my god Ooh. drama yeah. And he is begging our favorite principal, Principal Figgy Fig, about, (laughs) like, you can't allow this to happen. And he's like, I don't have control over this. It's out of my hands. Yeah, no, Figgins proves to be, like, world's best principal yet again by allowing this to happen. To be fair, he probably doesn't have any control over it. What's he going to do? Fire her? He should have fired her a long time ago just feels like he would like file some sort of like thing of bias being like obviously we can't have this teacher who's actively rooting against these students well i mean he could actually like be like hey you have to turn this down or you're fired yeah but we know we all know he's not going to do that he has not had the adequate training to think like that that's neither here nor there and cutthroat uh be a cutthroat boss and you know fire your employees not like a lot of people get that training yeah he's the worst because he just once again allows sue to kind of railroad him um speaking of which we get a flashback whoa wait what you said railroading and then you're like flashback what are we flashbacking Did, what to are you talking puck about and uh to puck and quinn where puck <laughs> is railroading her like desire to not have sex with him yes okay i oh. took that totally wrong as like a <laughs> sexual term uh, <laughs> <yikes>. <laughs> that's so why was... i was stunned by that transition <laughs> It worked on multiple levels. Oh! <laughs> oh boy. Uh, maybe I should put vodka in this glass. Maybe. Lee boot, baby. <laughs> so we get a flashback to Quinn's house and, uh, like, the picture of Jesus watching Puck try and, like, give her wine coolers. And because she's like, I, I'm i leader of the celibacy club. I took a vow. 
he's all like Brittany and Santana did and I did them and like she's like what about Finn he's your best friend and she's like we won't care about him in like three years and she's like do you have protection he's like oh trust me yeah um so many layers of growth I'm grimacing (laughs) grimacing everyone who can't see my face it just it it is reflecting the level of grossness that I saw in that scene. It's gross. Uh, he's getting her drunk, and she's like, tell me again that I'm not fat. And he's like, you're not fat. Yeah, it's like so he's- laid up as like a joke. And he's literally like manipulating her. It's... Ugh. Yeah, it's real gross, and we cut to Finn thinking about it in Will's kitchen, which every time this scene happens, I'm always like, what is Quinn doing here? She's not safe. I thought that too. Like, I'm literally like, I really wish that they didn't have that, like, uh, shot where you can't see anyone else in the house because it kind it of feels so like weird. she's like his ward or something and she's it like was very strange to be rescued it's scary i had no idea why she was there me either i absolutely forgot. none i literally was like and why is she here and then the other kids were there i was like oh thank god but yeah hmm. it it was it suddenly went from what is happening to Oh, okay. I feel a little bit better. It's like, why does he have all these children in his house? And they're all sad? (laughs) What did he do to them? (laughs) He gave them glee club. Um, They're all sad because they know that they need to be, to place in regionals in order to, um, in order to continue as a club. And with Sue as a judge, they won't place because she'll vote against them. Um, so, like, Artie's upset, Tina's crying, Rachel's crying, and Rachel's like, can we just go around the room and talk about what we loved about Glee? Oh, my God. Leah Michelle doing the Lord's work with that crying. She's just so good at crying. It's like her... It's like her... Her squint singing, but she's actually crying, and it's it's beautiful. I love it in all <laughs> forms. When she moves her eyebrows down, oh, I love it in all forms. Yeah, she's pretty upset. Um, and so the team they're supposed to nominate songs for regionals. Um, presumably, one of the bajillion songs they've done this year, and instead they're just crying. Um, and it's because they didn't want to go back through their own discography. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, any other actual real life Glee group would have been practicing their songs for regionals the yep. entire year, so not yeah. just the week before. So oh. none of this makes sense, but it's fine. I would almost love it if that's how Glee Clubs actually worked, where, like, you only had a week to perform, to practice, like, your performance, so it was all, like, a raw <laughs> thing. You mean, so, like, the audience would be subjected to some terrible performance. <laughs> that you could get it down in a week. Yeah, I mean... Um, no, for sure. <laughs> what are we like, talking about? There are, I don't like, think so. Children wouldn't be able to. Well, some children, maybe. But yeah, no, like it's like a reality TV show, like some like that record live, like you really only have yeah. like a week to prepare all your material 
once you get the assignment. So like, it could work like that. But yeah, like they've done like a thousand songs. And like I've said multiple times, we've already discussed like, why aren't they? <laughs> Logically, they would be practicing the same three songs for mm -hmm. the whole semester. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine if that was the show? <laughs> Watching them go over bar after bar and oh god. Yeah, that would be less fun. Slightly, <laughs> la, la, slightly la, la, less fun. La, 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 la. Yeah, you would see all her warm-ups. Amazing. So yeah, they're they're all in Will's house and they just fall apart in tears. There's a breakdown. And so he just doesn't know what to do, so he goes to Emma. And Emma's like, I don't know what you want from me, Will. She also hasn't been in an episode for a couple weeks, right? Yeah, it's been a long time. What has she we been We haven't doing? seen her in a while. She's been going to the dentist and dating him. Oh, yeah. that's right. Mm -hmm. Because we find out that drilled. she is dating her dentist. She's yeah. dating her dentist, and Will has the audacity to then ask if they've had sex, like, right I away. I lost my mind. <laughs> I was like, okay, one, how dare he even think he has the right to even have that instinct to ask her? And then, so she goes and fucking answers him. I was like, I was pissed. him? You don't know him. I just, I... Like, that's clearly, like... It is both of them are, his business! Yeah, like, both of them are, like... It's almost like they're both hoping that, like, Will is the one to, to like, be her first. They're both, like, holding on to that in a weird way. And I did not <sighs> care for it. I rejected it. Yeah. I do like her standing up for herself in a small way by being, like, I'm not... I care about these kids, and I'm not here to be your emotional support human. But it's also supposed to create, like, Will's lowest point because then he's driving in his car with his muffler scraping the ground and Journey plays on the radio and he cries and he comes up with an idea. We also get a scene with uh, Finchel. Finn's like, Rachel, I need to talk to you. And he has this line where he's like, basically like, we almost had it, we could have held it together if you hadn't fallen apart. You're our leader, we look to you. And then Rachel just kisses him. I was flabbergasted. Oh. Flabbergasted. <laughs> well, that's good or Her flabber was gasted. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, did you, okay, collect your flabber now and tell us. Was it good gassed or bad gassed? No, it was bad. Okay. Why did she kiss him? She didn't even say anything. She just smashed her face right into his. And I'm that like, what's like going on? was her response. Her response to him being like, you are a strong woman. We need you. Was to smash her lips against his. Yeah. I thought it was cute. No! It was bad. It was awful. I hated it. <laughs> I was like, because he's all like, you're our leader, be confident. And she's like, I'm gonna take I'm gonna be confident and take what I want. And she kisses him and he's into it and it's cute. Oh, is that I don't think he's into it. I don't Well, I, don't I mean he's a guy, so maybe he's into it. He 
he sang Jessie's girl about wanting to be with her. Yeah, okay, but then she was with Jessie the entire time. This is the first time that Finn is, like, being emotionally open with Rachel and, and like, presenting the fact that he thinks that she's a strong person. And her response just, I don't know, it's just weird to me. Like, that would never, ever, ever, ever happen in the middle of a school hallway. So, okay, my big thing is they're planting all of these, like, lead-up things for the big wrap-ups that they have. But I don't even remember the, like, like Alyssa said, sort of, like, I don't remember the last time Finn and Rachel had, like, a conversation that meant something. Like, I just, I totally even, like, forgot they were actually even a thing or possibly a thing until this happened. And I'm like, okay, I don't really care about this. I don't even remember them talking, like, the last episode. So, yeah, I just, like... I didn't really feel much about it, except that I was like, I'm confused. Am I still supposed to care about this? I was very weirded out. See, I thought it was super cute that Finn was going to her and, like, telling her that she was the leader. But then when she kissed him, I was totally taken. I was taken out of the scene. Like, it didn't make any sense. If we go into, like, the next scene where they go in the classroom, she's, like, going to say something. Like, I kind of would have rather her been, like, okay, yeah, like let's do something and then have them not kiss like literally she could have just said that the it it would have been like if she okay so finn says okay you're our leader you you really kind of messed up we need you and then she can be like you're right this is this is who i am i'm sorry i kind of dropped the ball and then as she's walking away not a kiss, but just, like, take his hand and squeeze it. Much more subtle, but then you know that you, you understand something's going on. I'm going to argue that this kiss needs to happen. No! It, it technically does need to happen. Because they I think don't we could... kiss later in the episode. I think we could have a blend of the two. Well, I do. Can we have it happen later in the episode when I... it actually makes sense? Yes, that would have made more sense if okay. after. Their... Okay, we'll get there. But yes, I I actually really like your idea, Alyssa. Where like if she's like okay, like let's go and plan this, and like she grabs his hand, and like it's intimate and it's cute, but it also has like action that I that makes sense to me. I, don't I know. think she should say something before she kisses him, but I, I, I just like the spontaneity of it all. Oh, no, I disagree. So I disagree. Upset. I disagree. <laughs> oh, how we divided. can't be roommates anymore. <laughs> a house divided by the facial kiss. Honestly, if that's like the most like intense this conversation is gonna get like that's what's gonna cause it what even else happens i don't even remember now like we've talked about this so much we should we should move on we should move on this morning episode i didn't even know so they walk in and they're like we have something we wanted to say and rachel and finn walk in to the glee club rehearsal and they're like we have something that we wanted to say and will's like first i want to talk 
and he's like he uses advice that emma gave him when emma's like remember when you're gonna leave to be an accountant and i showed you the video of you singing and how happy you were and you just need to show the kids that it's not about winning it's about performing and that's what will brings into the choir room and he's like we all need to show our passion for performing and you've worked too hard to give up and i think we should you guys won me over with a cover of don't stop believing we're gonna do journey songs and then he's like rachel what do you have to say and she's like we're just glad you didn't become an accountant can i <laughs> say something controversial perhaps i yeah. don't remember <laughs> That he was going to leave to become an accountant. <laughs> I have completely wiped whatever that storyline was from my memory. So I don't remember it either. So we're in the same boat. I was like it was... having an Alyssa moment. I was like, I don't remember this. And then I was like, oh, maybe it was like an off screen thing. And then they kept mentioning it. I was like, oh, this was a thing we saw. Oops. <laughs> it was in the pilot, but that percentage of the pilot was cut down there are extra scenes wait it was in the pilot yes oh God, that was so long ago <laughs> glee has this remember that glee has this thing where the finales are endings to the storyline the pilot was telling yes but what was go what happened in the middle was an entirely different show well yeah because wow. he also, okay. so his line in the choir room is like I was going to quit once. And I was like, bitch, you try to quit like seven times. What are you talking about? One. <laughs> Acafellas. <laughs> right. Like, Acafellas oh, is like episode three or two. Can I just say that I am disappointed he did not become an accountant? <laughs> Please explain. Because then he'd be far from children. Do I need to explain? And the show would be happening. He wouldn't be in the show anymore. <laughs> but he, I was gonna. He is a vital part of Glee Club, of Glee, because he, his storyline was the most important thing, apparently, from pilot to now. Which, of course. Which very much I was reminded of in this episode, as if I hadn't been previously. And uh, it made me nauseous. <laughs> I can't wait till season two where Will almost retires as a person and becomes much more of a secondary character. Please, yes, please. I'm ready for that. Also, I do want to mention this is a very strong martini. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> For You're mentioning. welcome. You are very welcome. This is a great episode so far. Of Gleeboot and of Glee. Of Gleeboot. <laughs> I just unironically love Glee. I'm just going to be honest about it. Even though it's a mess, I love it. See? It's a strong cocktail. <laughs> it's making Colin say crazy things. I... No, I genuinely love that you love the show because, like, I... Someone's gotta. Someone has to. <laughs> and, like, I I think it balances us out because, like, I shit on this show so much. But there are a lot of things I do genuinely enjoy about it. 
It's a fun show. You know, like, I never am upset watching it. Oh. Maybe because, well, I mean, okay. It's I'm like never... define upset. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm not when I see specific scenes and like the choices they make, but I like watching it because it's entertaining. Yeah, yeah. So they go to regionals. There's uh, three teams performing. The New Directions. Yep, New Directions. <laughs> the NDs. The NDs. <laughs> Vocal Adrenaline. And oral intensity. I... <laughs> well, did we also announce the uh, hosts? The judges are Olivia Newton-John, <laughs> Josh Groban, yes. um, uh, Rod Remington, and Sue Sylvester. Who's what was her? It was her biography or autobiography. I'm a winner and you're fat. <laughs> I laughed out loud when I heard that. That was just like one of those like fun Sue things that I just forgot about. She also had a line because I was like, oh, that joke is just so like 2010. And she had this line about she hating Will's hair. And she's like, I can't, I half expect. Uh, racist Disney characters to hop out of your hair and sing songs about Stop living on the bayou. I know. That's literally the first thing I have written on my notes. I can't believe I forgot about that. Well, I asked Colin as we were watching this episode, when was this? Was this before or after Princess and the Frog? Because I had no idea. I have no concept of timelines. I recognize that that was you know like poking princess and the frog but i just had to make sure you never know it could have been some sort of uh nostradamus thing you know nostradamus <laughs> what a prophecy a prophecy oh that it foretold princess and the frog yes exactly <laughs> Colin, you were so upset that she said nostradamus you're like what <laughs> I can't wait till Glee Boot where Nostradamus joins the Glee Club. (laughs) Spoilers, Cullen! (laughs) Come on! Everyone's heard of Nostradamus, right? Yeah, anyone who saw the History Channel, whenever they'd be like, Nostradamus prophesied Lindsay Lohan or whatever like weird thing they'd try and say he prophesied or like 9-11 or something. I don't even, I don't actually know what he prophesied. I just know he was, you know, spewing prophecies. Nostradamus stars on one of, on one of my favorite teen dramas, The CW's Reign, about Mary Queen of Scots and all her hijinks in France and Scotland. And Nostradamus is like in it. And it's great. Watch Rain, guys. It's one of my top three favorite shows of all time. Or watch Glee. Or both. Watch Rain and Glee, because they're two of my top teen dramas. I can't wait till Mary Queen of Scots joins the Glee Club. Spoilers! (laughs) Your song about Protestants taking over Scotland is a bop. (laughs) It's, It's a... Is it an original, or what song is she singing? Uh, she's singing Viva La Vida. <laughs> <laughs> and she's played by Saoirse Ronan. I'm... Like in the movie. 
am obsessed. Okay, so oral intensity. I I wanted to scream when I heard that, and I literally wrote it as O R A L. And then when it cuts to them voting, and then I see it says A U R A L, I was like, Aural. <laughs> like audio and um yeah i was really upset at myself so i thought i would share that good <laughs> so they get to we get to regionals and aro intensity <laughs> does a mashup of you raise me up by joshua groban joshua and groban <laughs> Josh, Joshua Hawk Felix was, Groban. I'm sorry, is that really his middle name? No, I just made it up. It's, he seems oh, like, oh he seems like was, he'd be a Felix. I really wish that you had prepared his actual middle name. I want to know I love now. This anyway. Um, and Olivia Newton-John's uh, Believe We Are Magic. And uh, like the Glee Club is upset. They're like, oh no. They're, like, appealing straight to them. They must have got tipped off on who the judges were. And Rachel is trying to turn it off, and she's like, no, guys, we got this. Like, don't listen to it. And then she can't reach. Because <laughs> she's so short. <laughs> you guys, I just looked up his middle name. You're never going to guess it. What no, is it, Felix? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's Joshua Winslow Groban. Gross. <laughs> Felix is way better. He will now be called Joshua Felix Groban. I should have named him. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I kind of like Winslow, but I like odd names. Winslow wears a hat and says "milady" <laughs> and is a brony. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is ripped. Alyssa has the most offended face. Why? I don't know. What? <laughs> You don't know why you're offended? The most millennial experience <laughs> ever. Wow, so true. <laughs> I just have this like gross feeling and this look on my face that I'm offended, but I don't know why. It could be everything. <laughs> That's you can't amazing. just make fun of names. It's not fair. I think the Winslows of the world will be okay. <laughs> They're going to be on my side, not your side. Sure. We have sides all now. Right. All the Winslows out there listening, who's at us? We are at Glee Pod. We want to hear from you. How much do you Let love your know. name? How often do you say "milady"? Do you watch My Little Pony? And how do you feel about the Finchel kiss? <laughs> to be fair, My Little Pony is a great show. It's a quality okay? children's show. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, anyways. This is why we don't go chronological. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, it's time for the NDs to perform. Okay, real quick. Woo! Yeah. Let's talk hair and dresses. What do we feel oh, about the bumpets? The bumpets. The bumpets. Like very snooky. Mm. I hate the hair. I hate everything above the neck, below the neck. I'm about it. You know, I kind of... The dresses I don't hate, but there are materials that I think could have worked better. Oh, interesting. So we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. All right. 
nitty gritty. Yeah. You know, I, I personally, when I'm watching dancing and stuff, like the flowy material, um, I'm not all about the, the, the dresses they were wearing, which is like kind of a more stiff sort of, um, what is that? Satin, probably polyester sort of thing. Yeah, no, you're right. It was definitely pretty. Yeah, it really wasn't moving. No. There are better ways to show off your body. There you have it, folks. There are better (laughs) ways to show off your body than a possibly satin polyester blend dress. Okay, but I'm not saying that in a sexual way. I'm I'm just stating that dancing is all about movement of the body. And if you want to showcase dancing, you have to showcase your body. Body language. (laughs) That's my line. (laughs) How dare you? So they... The hair is the the Snooky Bumpets are a choice. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they start their performance with uh so with a perform with a cover of Journeys whoa, Faithfully. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, go- I, I'm gonna talk about the big thing. Okay. The big okay. L word. Yeah, okay, well not lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, um what? Well, <laughs> That's well, later in Glee. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> Lesbians. Anyway, um, okay. Finn, beforehand, like him and Rachel are talking about if they're nervous, and right before they perform, he says, I love you. Which is when they should have kissed, right, mm, Melissa? I think it should have been after the performance. Okay. I like I the I love you there. I think the kiss should have been after the performance. When Rachel and Finn kiss in regards to performances becomes a big part of the show story. Interesting. Yeah. I'm excited to see that. Yeah, it's a thing. Let's talk about these new directions. <laughs> and there's the they... dresses. Nailed it. <laughs> so good. <laughs> they sing faithfully. Rachel and Finn like sing as they walk down through the audience. Yes. Um, and then the, the the rest of the new directions is singing is doing like the whoa oh I'm a great singer. Background <laughs> vocals. Yeah. yeah, and the curtain opens, and I legit had chills. Like this whole sequence of them performing, loved it. Absolutely it was loved it. Very good, and you know. So did the rest of the audience. The audience was very into it. The audience was loving nude erections. <laughs> this is one of the few cases where the audience, like, being so into it sort of makes sense. Mm. Because people lose their shit over Journey. Journey's True. good. Journey is good music. I feel like Let's we've already real. had this conversation and it was an argument. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In the same household. I... A house divided. Are you guys okay? House... <laughs> I, I love Journey, and I think Glee's Burt covers of Journey songs are slightly better than the Journey songs. That's... Because they're theatrical. Who's theatrical? Uh, the Glee covers. Okay, yeah. so your argument is that the live performances from Glee are better than the live performances from Journey. No, I'm talking about the tracks, like the iTunes tracks. Okay, so how can a track be theatrical? The way that the song ends, the way that the song builds up, like the way the song is orchestrated. Mm. Okay, you can feel that way. 
Cause they my, your feelings. My, my case in point is the next song that they're doing a medley of any way you want it slash any love way you want it Mash along up. with loving touching squeezing yeah and any way you want it is a song I'd always hear on the radio and be like I kind of like this but it's missing something and then the Glee version I hear it and it has everything I need and it is a Bop. I will. So you like the mashup better? Yeah. Cool. I agree. Like "Love and Touch and Squeezin" on its own is really good. Anyway, you want it is really repetitive. That's the way you need it. Yes, it's really repetitive. Like the whole journey track, it just keeps going, and then they finally get to the end time that they say it. So anyway, you want it. Ba 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 ba. That is a very strong cocktail. <laughs> but yeah, I like, told you. I told you. He's having doubles. <laughs> but yeah, so like, I think you're, I, I agree with Cullen. Like, something has to happen with any way you want it. And Love and Touch and Squeezing just comes together. And it's, it's so good. Like, I could listen to that and have listened to that like a thousand times on repeat because it's so good i'm not mad i really like their rendition of this entire performance yeah yeah it's like so energetic and they're they're moving around they have a lot of kinetic energy they have a lot of musical energy yeah um, quinn is really getting it she's she is moving, moving around, around. She is ready for that baby to be she's, out of her body. Yeah, she's like squatting on stage. She's like ready for it to happen. She didn't actually squat on stage. She's not, yeah. <laughs> and they start singing uh, the Glee Club classic, Don't Stop Believing. Don't stop I knew it. believing. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> sorry, I know sorry. Okay. It. We're moving on. <laughs> no, Sir Thomas, that it was going to happen. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they, it's a great cover. It's a, I love the Glee cover. I love it even I do more a with more people. In it. I sound so good. Santana, she's Santana, got, Hannah. Santana, Hannah, obviously it's me. She does so good. I love every time she sings. Yeah, it's a great, it's just like everyone works together and sings really well. Judy Fabray, who cures her own meats, uh, is there um, sneaking in to watch the performance. I don't know why it just now hit me that you, you introduced her that way. <laughs> who cures her she, own meats. They mentioned that in uh, Ballad. If you don't know who we're talking about, this is Quinn's mother. Yeah, I yeah, didn't not know just her another name Judy. <laughs> yeah, not just another woman with the same last name as Quinn. It is her okay, mother. Okay, but who's going to remember Quinn's last name? Me. A yes, Colin. <laughs> not who, anyone else. Who watched Glee. Just Colin. Quinn Fabray. Uh, Fabrethi Fabray. Fabrethi Fabray. Fabray. So, okay, real quick, there's like a moment where, like, in the middle of their performance, they cut to Shu and he's like dancing with the B, and I wanted to die. I hated that. I just want to say it was. I wanted to focus just on the kids. Like, I wanted to forget that Shu was even involved in this. That moment, if Shu was any other character, I actually would have really liked it. 
exactly. like if this was a character i didn't hate and like show like a teacher character who is like a great mentor who is just enjoying his student's success and like jamming along i actually really liked it but like i was like oh but it's shoe so it's no uh, i agree with that yeah because it was a good moment for the person who like guides glee yes if he was actually good at that job it would have been great well i mean a lot of people at the end of the episode seem to think he's good and um uh, but can I also mention that while we were watching this whole thing, I had no idea who Quinn Fabray's mother was. Like, we were watching this person in the audience, and I didn't know who she was. Oh, interesting. It's, it's been a minute since we've seen her. Oh, yeah, it's been a long minute, and I had no clue. Did you watch the recap beforehand? Um, yes. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, because they but had I her still... in it. Which was like Glee's version of being like, hey, remember we did this storyline? And we're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm i not that person who remembers. Um, what? Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need your sarcasm. <laughs> um, yeah, so I didn't know who she was. I'm trying to think back. Like, I had a, a like... Uh, hypothesis of who she was as I was watching, and it turned out to be not. Oh my god, who do you think she was? <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, okay. I just. <laughs> I know. I remember. Cool. I don't remember who I thought she was. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say that she was just like some random lady who was obsessed with Quinn or something like that. <laughs> well. It didn't really make sense to me because I feel like they were, did the cameras switch between like, okay, Quinn, specifically Quinn and her mother, because I might've got it if they did that. Like if they did a close up on Quinn, but they never did. They just did like huge showcasings of the entire cast of Glee. Yeah. Um, so there was no way for me to actually connect the two in my brain. I would change that in the Glee Boot version. Because yeah. we haven't seen her in a long time. I mean, I think that's a really good point. Like, my big point throughout this whole episode was there's all these little, like, wrap-ups. But I don't think we've spent enough time on those storylines to get the impact we really should Mm-hmm. Or at least, like, the improved impact. Like, I think some of them, like, that we'll see later with uh, Rachel, it would be way more impactful if a really important character had been closer to her and more involved in the story over the last, like, two episodes rather and than, let's like, be real four episodes here. before. We're all writers, right? Yeah. Uh, but we I understand... Mean, do I still count as come a writer? On, come on. Yes, you still count as a writer. You went to school for it. You write on the side. Thanks. Right? You're I welcome. to hear that. You don't actually have to be making money as a writer to count yourself as a writer. True. Even though that's a lot of what people think. I'm here to say that that's not actually true. Pretty You're an actress, even if no one's paying you to act or an actor. You're a writer, even if no one's paying you to write. Just do your art, man. Exactly. Or woman. 
or anyone in between. <laughs> unless you're William Schuster, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, unless you're going to be weird to kids while you do it, then please don't. <laughs> anyway, so what I was going to say is we're all writers, but let's re- be real here. The writer can only do so much. A lot of what we're seeing in Glee is just shoddy camera work. I'm so sorry. You're coming for the cinematography? <laughs> more for the, More directing. More directing. The director is the one who's going to be like, okay, we need to have a close-up of Quinn, and then we need to have a close-up of her mother. The cinematographer is the one who is like, okay, let's make this close-up look good. But the director is the one who decides where it's going to be. You're coming for the director. I am. I didn't get it. You know? I think we needed a five minute interlude where we saw Judy curing her own meats. <laughs> Let's get back to Quinn's mom because we have to talk about uh Kristoff from Frozen. Like we have to talk about yeah. Oh Lord. We have to talk about him. So we have to keep our characters straight, guys. Like I don't have the mental capacity to actually Jesse, talking mm-hmm. about our man Jesse. <laughs> I know. I'm Jesse just I'm mixing and matching. I can't do it. I have to keep all of my individual entertainment videos in their own boxes. I want the brain. entire cast of Frozen <laughs> yes. to be in the Glee boot. Because we have all the major ones except Josh Gad and Kristen Bell in Glee Original. Oh Alright, um, so Judy Fabray watches Quinn sing and afterwards the kids are all so excited and they're like we're having so much fun and we're like oh we have second for sure and Rachel's like oh no we have first and then uh, Quinn's mom is like Quinny and Quinn looks at her and she's all like hi and I can't she's like mom what are you doing here and she's like I came to see you sing like you were amazing were there other times were there a lot I'm so sorry I missed the other times she's like what's going on and she's like dad was cheating on me with the tattooed freak I kicked him out um we can turn the guest room into a nursery I want you to come and live with me and it's a little emotional because I just am so happy for Quinn I was also very happy for Quinn but I wish that she kicked her dad out not for cheating, but for kicking her daughter out. Mm, you know? Valid. Yeah. I want that to be a thing. I would do that in the Glee boot. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I kicked him out because he kicked you out. Well, yeah, it would actually welcome. be really interesting if this idea of like her not having been able to see the performances was tied to that. That he would be like, no, like, why would you go see, like, go see her sing? Like, we're not supporting her anymore. Like, yeah, exactly. And then she finally was like, no, I'm going to go see my daughter sing. Get the fuck out of my house. Leave my cured meats. If I was in Quinn's position, I would say I'm not coming home. I'm staying with Mercedes. She doesn't really you fucked me anything, up. right? No, she doesn't. She, she never like, responds. She like, says, my, my water broke. broke. Yes. <laughs> I was like, well, girl, just... if you hadn't been dancing like that, she would have dangerous up there. She did so... a whole pregnant performance last week. Yes. I mean... Oh, yeah, the belly. The mom. Yeah, yep. Oh, yeah, that was... It's a man's world. It, 
then we move on to the hospital because Quinn's having her baby. So Quinn's having her baby while the next club, Vocal Adrenaline, with Jesse St. James, performs Bohemian Rhapsody. I want you all to know that I had such a time trying to rein in my instinct to sing along with the entirety of this episode, okay? And I lost that battle when Bohemian Rhapsody came on. I don't know how Colin felt because he was watching it with me and I was singing along. So, like, I know some people get really upset about that and I really try not to, but I had such a time. It was rough. So you, you struggled to not sing along and then you lost your battle. I did. With Bohemian Rhapsody. That was I lost it. That was so dramatic. That was such a dramatic (laughs) rendition of your experience and I loved it. (laughs) I was on the edge. Rachel and I, we are we are spirit animals to each other. I think we may have casted right, Cullen. I think we did. <laughs> you give her a double martini and she is trying to turn into race there. <laughs> I give myself a double martini, thank you very much. <laughs> Something Rachel would say. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I literally wrote uh what did I say? Uh give me Jay Crawford, give me death. That's how excited I was to see him. <laughs> Good. It was. It's a great performance of Bohemian Rhapsody. It really is, but I mean, let's be real. The only person who had any of this stage time was Jesse. Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was the main performer of it all, which is fine, I yeah, guess, was, in the, the scheme of Glee. It was him and then a I, bunch of like thirty-five-year-olds. Yeah, just like backing them up. I would have been upset if I was part of Vocal Adrenaline. I would have been upset as a backup singer. Well, that's actually a continued story, like thread throughout the show is that the NDs, the New Directions, have, like, they tend to be more ensemble-based. Like, even if Rachel is kind of their lead, mm-hmm. they tend to, like, be very, like, they have a lot of duets. They, like, incorporate a lot of people compared to the other clubs. And part of that is just because they only want to cast one lead character for the other clubs. But it also just like the other clubs tend to rely on like one central star. Mm-hmm. While the New Directions are like an ensemble or a ragtag bunch of misfits. Okay. I think I'd keep that in Glee Loop. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Um, but I might put a little bit more of a spotlight on the issues that it causes. With the other clubs? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's valid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That woman would be like, I am 45 years old. Why am I playing second <laughs> yeah, fiddle? I'm a 17-year to... <laughs> senior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're, while they perform Bohemian Rhapsody, we cut to Quinn in the hospital, and she's giving birth with her mom. She has Puck there, and she's like, I want Mercedes there with me, which is so cute. And that was such a great moment. It was That's, good, yeah. That goes back to, like, what was it, last episode where, like, she moved into Mercedes' house, right? 
Like, yeah. yes. that's why I wanted that storyline to have been like throughout the whole season, like, like yeah. building more and see more of them because like they're one of the most interesting pairs, but like we don't get to see them a lot. But when we do, it's really great. That's like a really valid point. I think building up to the moment where she wants Mercedes in the room with her while she's having her child, because that's a really intimate moment. Like, yeah. it would have made so much sense. Like, you know, to have a relationship that we see. Yeah, like she's technically known like Santana and Brittany longer because of Cheerios and all that stuff. So like she has more of a history with them, but there's definitely like a depth to her relationship with Mercedes. And I just want to see more of that. Spin-off. Quinn and Mercedes show. Done. We're doing it. Yeah. I'm behind it. I'm behind it. It's actually they're two really interesting characters and it'd be yeah. fun to see them interact more. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's giving birth while, and the rest of the club is waiting outside, except for Rachel, who's watching Jesse perform. So as they're like singing, let me go, we cut to Quinn singing, like, let me go and like screaming in, uh, while giving birth. This is an interesting choice on the director's part. And I don't know if I agree with it, and I don't know if I like it. That's how I kind of feel about this whole birth sequence between Bohemian Rhapsody and Quinn giving birth. It is very interesting switching between the two. And I don't think I really liked it because giving birth is such an intimate procedure. I agree. I felt like it was very weird that yeah. they were doing the cuts like I didn't hate it I was just like okay I get why you're doing this but it also mm-hmm. kind of fucked up the timeline of the whole sequence because it did I, like I could I agree, understand like, there's like um because of the way it's being cut she's like saying these things at the exact same time as Jesse sings them or, you know, it, it coincides and it's coordinated. Mm -hmm. But like, okay, everyone's at the hospital, like there to support Quinn, but Rachel's back at the theater watching them perform. Mm -hmm. But everyone gets back by the time they give the award but how is that possible if they were just the, at the hospital? I mean, the timeline is very messed up. And it does, mm. it, it very much varies. Because would she um, have, like, a 20-minute birth? Like, there's no way. Like, It depends. Some people give birth really quick. Sometimes it takes literally days. Yeah. So and like, I am not exaggerating. It's, it just, I feel like because it was cut together like that it made a timeline that like probably was much more realistic like if it was separated like if mm-hmm. they showed like oh like there was an intermission and you know like it kind of feels weird because like there's only three three performances of maybe like eight minutes a piece right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there may be intermissions and then they have like the judging it's like the whole thing is probably like an hour and a half thing so it just yeah i just think the cuts were really strange especially with the timeline it just kind of didn't make sense 
Not only was it strange because of the timeline, but it's like the writers were saying, oh, giving birth is the same level of intensity and like, you know, um, emotional stability in your life as winning an award. No, okay. I, I they were not saying that. I'm pretty sure that's no. what they were getting at. They were just, they were because it's the a drama music. of Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody, the song, which I get, but I agree with Alyssa. There's something weird about putting those two things together. I don't know what it is, but it's weird. If New Directions had sung Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. with Quinn's birth, I would have been on board with that. Yes, because it's yeah. kind of but that would be like they, she's missing it because she's doing this. Yes. That, that See, so, sense. but specifically because it was vocal, what is it? Vocal adrenaline? Adrenal. Yeah, yeah, okay. Vocal adrenaline singing that. It seemed, I'm not saying this is what they were going for, yeah. but it seemed to me like they were comparing the the honor of getting an award, the excitement of getting award an award yeah. with giving birth to a child i'm saying because this is a musical anything big happening and happens in song so by making it happen connected to a song it was giving it the highest honor you can give in like a musical context i agree with you i just think that the connotation of vocal vocal adrenaline singing it during their competition yeah is giving it a, like, a weird sort of thing. I just enjoyed it. <laughs> That's valid. So I'm, like, I'm just weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, that's... I get that. I get what you're saying. Like, I'm, I don't disagree with, like, having it in song. I think that's yeah. a really good idea. I just think that having it happen during the composition competition with the rival school hmm. was a bad choice yeah i second that the next scene has a dina menzel in it <laughs> <laughs> okay so actually i was literally sitting there that whole time while regionals was happening and i was like why haven't we seen shelby at all i know she's here because vocal adrenaline's here and then she shows up well rachel shows up to see her and I'm like, then their scene happens and I'm like, but we just now are meeting her for the first time in this episode. We didn't even, we saw her like maybe once in the previous episode and it had nothing to do with Rachel. It was like, yeah, I was very yeah. meh about this scene. Rachel comes in and she congratulates uh, Shelby about their vocal adrenaline's performance. Um, but she says, Shelby, but we were better. Like, New Directions was really good. You should come and work at McKinley and coach us with Mr. Shu. There's so much I can learn from you. And Shelby says she's going to quit living glee, working at glee clubs. She's gonna, she wants more balance in her life. And she wants to have a family and a dog and a garden. And this all would make so much more sense if her and Rachel's relationship was something a lot more concrete. 
um, but their relationship exists as she reached out to Rachel and Rachel was like, yeah, sure. And then she was like, never mind, JK. Yeah, over one episode. There are a lot of things going on that I think just minimize the decisions that are made between Shelby and Rachel's relationship. It just feels like the writers before they got to this episode had no idea how they were actually going to end these storylines and so like they didn't build up to these endings properly and so yeah. then they just had the endings and I was like oh okay cool mm-hmm. I agree with that but the journey number was amazing <laughs> <laughs> the journey rocked um, it really did <laughs> so speaking of which we cut to the judges who are determining which team won? Um, Olivia Newton John. I'm. This gives. I give mad props to Olivia Newton John for going on TV and playing herself, but playing herself as like a terrible person. Okay, I guess we can say the same thing for Josh Groban, who kind of plays like a dumb idiot. A yeah. Because he's at like one point he's like, yeah, wait, I'm confused now, and I'm like, oh, okay, Josh Groban. Um, I was stunned by the thing that Rod said about how he knew Freddie Mercury. Uh, they partied uh, hard and in like, more than one way. if you know what I mean or whatever. And I was like, oh, Lord. Oh, Rod is sexually fluid and he swapped sexual fluids with Freddie Mercury. That's what I got from that. Yeah, that's what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're... The judges think that, like, they're wondering why Sue is there. She's not a real celebrity. And they're like, the Glee Club kids, like, the Glee Club kids, the New Directions, they're like, that ragtag bunch of misfits thing is so overdone, so cliche, so 2009. Which is hilarious, because that's when Glee started. And Sue is all like, well, not all kids have the same opportunities. And they're like, is this a poor person's school? Is that what you tell yourself? Um, so they're like, you have a lot in common with your, with the kids from your school because we're all flying back to L.A., but you're stuck here living in Ohio. Um, and Okay, I'm confused by this because isn't Rod the local newscaster yeah. yes but yeah he, okay so he's won uh local daytime emmys or something like that they said like in his intro and i'm like so <laughs> i didn't i've won a local that. telly that it's not that big of a deal guys humble bag <laughs> <laughs> yeah nice one Alyssa. totally drop it in there <laughs> I was hoping that would go under the radar. But. No, you weren't. You were like, oh my god, guys, I have an award. Um, <laughs> you are qualified to judge glee clubs now. How does that feel? Um, Upsetting? Too too much responsibility. Oh, I can't handle okay. it. Um, also, I loved Livy Newton-John's line about, like, brunettes have no place in show business. I literally wrote, yeah, I... oh, that's a stalker Channing, your Grease co-star. <laughs> Because uh, Josh Groban is like, oh, that brunette on New Directions is really good. And John is just like, brunettes have no place in show business. Oh, Lord. And I also laughed out loud very hard when she said that. <laughs> I also 
Olivia Newton-John definitely like gave a good performance. Like it was like she was so mean, but she was like so good at it. I kind of loved it. <laughs> yeah, it was a funny scene, and then we cut to them voting. And well, we're, it's not revealed till later, but we're do. I'm gonna go slightly out of chronolo- chronology. Um, and we were. It's Sue voted for New Directions as number one because yeah. she felt as kindred with them when the celebrities were saying, "Oh, like you're just a loser from Ohio," and so she connected with the Glee Club. So, yes, and we actually see her voting later on in the episode. Yeah, but so, but when she comes in, she's like, "I don't care who comes in first or second. I want to pick who comes in third, right? Isn't that what she said?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, do we ever find out who she originally wanted to, how she wanted them to rank? Probably vocal adrenaline first. Yeah, I was thinking that like she originally oral intensity to be third, and like New Direction second, so that like they weren't like completely crushed. Like this is my theory. I don't know if this is grounded in anything. That like she wanted New Directions to come in second and Vocal Gen first, so that they weren't totally crushed. Um, because she originally before this conversation, yeah, I think she wanted New Directions to come in third. I think she did too. Interesting. I think she wanted them crushed. I think, yeah, no, I think my aunt had a different perspective. I think she actually <laughs> wanted to give them like a glimmer of hope, but didn't want to completely crush them because she still is an educator. Like that's the other thing is that like, she's still an educator. And even though like she doesn't frequently admit it, in a nice way, she does genuinely care about students, which is, I think, why her voting changed. She said to the Cheerios, as Brittany and Santana said, I want to crush Glee Club. Yes. Yeah. But, like, she's a lot, like, we know she's a lot of talk, and then she ends up doing something that is completely not what she said she was going to do. Or Sue has a heart. But I don't think she recognizes that she has a heart. So I think originally she wanted to crush them and then decided against it. Hmm. I like my head cannon. <laughs> All right. I'm going to so go write you... a Sue fan fiction <laughs> where she actually wanted them to be second. And then we can read it on the podcast. So they all come out. Uh, onto onto the stage. Everyone's gay. They all come out. Everyone's, Everyone's gay. gay. I mean, that everyone's gay. Happened in Glee. A lot of people. <laughs> Quinn has her baby. Yes. She's a beautiful baby girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's um, what everybody says, but who that was not names? a baby. Yeah, but that's a TV thing. Although I have to say, that was like a very young baby. That wasn't like it nine was. months old. That they usually definitely do. not not newborn, but that young. Was like a couple months out the womb, not like nine. So mm-hmm. I think they did good. It was a good casting job. Good job for the casting yeah. director to get that baby. Good for them. And uh, Sue comes out to announce the winners, and she 
puts in third, third place the not at all stupidly named Oral Intensity. Wait, third place? No. Or se- oh, second place. Yeah, okay. Second place. Second place. <laughs> and then it's announced that the winners are Vocal Adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Guess who adopts Quinn's baby? Oh my oh god. Oh my Ooh. god. Adele Vazim. No! Literally. You have to use the character name. I use the name I want. No! It's That's Shelby. Yes. It's Shelby Corcoran. She shows up at the hospital randomly and is like, oh, that one looks like you. What's her name? And Quinn's like, she doesn't have a name. And Puck is like, it's Beth. And uh, Shelby is like, that's a pretty name. And later on during musical number, they cut to Shelby adopting Beth. Rachel's biological mother decides to reject Rachel and Again. instead adopt another daughter. Um, yep. Also, director Brad Falchuk, who is one of the creators and writers of the show, not Ryan Murphy. Oh, boy. I think he's married to Gwyneth Paltrow. He Brad, is. are you listening to this podcast? Gwyneth, are you listening? I really, really hope name. not, but if you are... Brad Falchuk, are you listening? I Husband hope you learned. Of Gwyneth Paltrow. I hope you learned from your mistakes. You probably did. Yeah, I mean, the, it, this is years the, later. The politician is very well directed. Probably, yeah. I don't know if I watched that. You should. It's by the no, same I creators. Yes, of okay. We were talking about this a couple episodes back, right? You were talking about politician. Yeah, the yeah, politician, okay. yeah. So she adopts Beth because she wants a family. And then uh, we cut, go back to the school, and Emma is yelling at Principal Figgy Fig <laughs> because... She's like, the kids were too hard for this. How could you let this happen? And Will's all like, it's happened. There's nothing I can do about it. But he then, gra- as Emma goes to walk away, he grabs her hand and he pulls her in and kisses her. Mm-mm-mm. Don't like that. I don't like how aggressive I- he is. Very questionable behavior on his part. He's mm-hmm. like, I love you, you love me, and no dentist is going to change that or something like that. I thought right? you were going to go into the Barney song for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. You love me. We're a happy family. Actually, if that was in the episode, kiss. I'd be like, amazing. Quality <laughs> entertainment. Yeah. So he kisses, he forcefully kisses Emma. And in then the middle of he... the high school hallway. Yeah. Yep. After we've, after we've very conveniently seen all of the children like leave the hallway until Rachel comes in. Who like doesn't bat a fucking eye? She's like, oh, the hallway is where I do all my kissing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. But also, I feel like she's a she's a drama queen. She would literally like gasp and then like hide behind the the lockers <laughs> watching and then like make her moment and be like, hmm, excuse me, because that's Rachel. But no. Yeah, and she, she she's didn't. like, I'm putting together a Tumblr page devoted to Will and Emma. <laughs> to Wemma. To Wemma. To Wemma with love. To Wemma with love. So Rachel brings you into the auditorium where the kids are preparing to sing to Sir with Love to Will. And uh, one of them, Matt, is like, for this year, I was just another football you know, player. And I'm like, you're, you're still. 
Let's go You're the still round. another Justice football player. <laughs> yeah, let's go in the round and talk about some of these people. So Matt, yeah, I, I literally wrote, and you will continue to be moving on. Uh, <laughs> Tina Just another football player. Said, I had a stutter. I was like, that you made up so people would think you were weird and didn't want to hang out with you? Okay. Mercedes like, I used to be a diva. And I was like, is that a bad thing? And then a couple other people talk. And then yeah, Quinn is like I was captain of the Cheerios. Yeah, and then Artie mm-hmm. says I had never kissed a girl before. It was like Artie's legit, like telling everyone that Glee Club helped him with ladies. I'm like I cannot right now. And then I don't remember what Rachel says. I think uh, she said she had no friends, right? Something like that. Um, I don't remember. I was too distracted by Finn next, who said, and I quote. I didn't have a father, someone I could model myself after, who could show me what it really means to be a man. And I went, oh boy, oh baby Finn, Finn, no, please do not model yourself after him. And then it's that the pause know, there, but he doesn't know that Shu even got him into Glee because he conned him. By using weed and being like, oh yeah, like I caught this in your, like found this in your locker or whatever. He's like, what can I do to, what can you do to make it up? And he's like, I'll join Glee. Like that's how the kid got into Glee. Yes, very true. Terrible human being. So yeah, that's his role model. The pause there though is really, really, really great because he says, I didn't have a father. Yeah. And then you're just like, you still don't no. have a father. I mean, you what? <laughs> say that like Bert's becoming more of a dad figure. And that's because of Glee, because it got him closer to Kurt. Yeah. And got their parents together. But no, he he's referring to Will. Yeah. And this is one of the uh, awkward, long running things in the show is they're like, Will is like a father figure to Finn. And I'm like, Finn is already so much better than Will, even as, like, a 16-year-old idiot. (laughs) Like, the worst things Finn's character will do are, like, something Will's character would just casually do. Oh, Lord. Like, after... After everything that Will Schuster has done in this show, the show has to remind us that, like, you know what? No, he's a good person. Give him a chance. And then they're like, you are Glee Club. And I'm like, okay. Okay. And then they sing to Sir with love to him. And he cries. I hated that song. I'm confused. I also hated it. I'm confused. What is that song from? I have no idea. What is it about? It is is it about like it has like a weird like romantic love element to it that I just do not dig when the children are talking to their teacher and singing it. Just... No, it's you know why it's so fucking weird? Because it's a woman talking about how she's thanking a man who took her from child to woman right that's what i was thinking i was like what's happening in this song and yeah are we very very strange that's like sure is it very for help it's like full-on pedophilia 
Are these this, so this, She's thanking a man oh. for taking her from a child to a woman. I just want to say when you both talk at the same time, we probably won't be able to hear either of you. No, but you will it's understand our period. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good. Thank you. <laughs> I'm looking up the song now. Oh my god. Sorry, I was having uh, some computer troubles. Um, I'm looking up the song now. It's from the movie To Sir With Love. I think. Okay. Yeah. Is it Don't about a creepy right. pedophile character? Oh boy. Uh, about to Wikipedia. Continue talking oh while I research. Do you have anything else to say about To Serve With Love other than you hated it? Um, Because I, I, I felt it. like I liked it. Well, I mean, I hated it because of that reason, but also it just didn't really make sense to me in that scene. Like, why? Like, the entire Glee Club talking about how they matured because of Will doesn't really make sense to me at all. It would make sense if it was a different character. Maybe... I don't, I don't know. I just don't like the song. There are a bunch of different songs that you could have chosen for that. Like, I didn't like the song either. This isn't me challenging you, but what, what is a song you would choose? <sighs> mm, I'm unsure i have to think about that the the song that is popping up in my brain right now that is equally unsavory because i'm just associating the two is father figure i don't know that song wait you don't know that song why is it the the uh george michael classic yes which is super creepy really weird but this is like i associate those two songs they're on the same level they're super creepy to me so i would like a song that is not super creepy (laughs) if i had to pick a song about will schuster it would be tainted love Uh, (laughs) now i run from you Uh okay uh so here's what i've learned on eslkevin.wordpress.com on March 29, 2013, he has a blog titled, What is the Meaning Behind the Song To Sir With Love by Lulu, who is the artist? So apparently it comes from a movie from the 60s in which uh, this teacher who is a black man teaches his students and apparently it um, is very instrumental in their growing up, which seems like, you know, like a great storyline. Nice. Um, so the song, it's literally this person's answer is, she's singing about her respect for a black teacher who taught her and her classmates the real meaning of love. It is much deeper than that, I agree, so watch the movie. But then it's like, talks about how one of the subplots in the movie to Sir With Love is the sexual tension that exists between the teacher and one of his students. So the song also deals with the idea that the student can only give herself to him in a platonic sense. Lulu is singing on behalf of all the students who grew up under the teacher's supervision but could not express it any other way. 
That's about as convoluted oh. as I thought it was going to be. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know, guys. Not that a fan. Makes me uncomfortable. Very much. And that context did not make it better. <laughs> yeah, the context yeah. just made it worse. Yeah, there has <laughs> to be a better yeah, song. It didn't. Uh, it was, it's a, a song about, like, learning from someone. But in a platonic way. Doe a deer, a female deer. Ray a drop of golden sun. Me a name I call myself. Far, a longer way to run. Saw a needle pulling thread. We're done. Aw, man. Yeah, we're going to have copyrighted. I was having so much fun. That was great. Um, literally, the next, the next, uh, the next note I have is no, don't sing, shoe. I think this is in reference to the fact that he pulls out a fucking ukulele. So before we get to the ukulele, um, where he sings Wonderwall, um, <laughs> is. Uh, we find out that Sue voted for, because Sue comes in to gloat. She's talking with Will, and she's like, as much as I hate you, I respect you and what you do with those kids. And we learn that Sue voted for the New Directions. Yes, we learn that. But Will does not. This is a directorial issue that I actually quite support. I liked this whole scene. Nice. Yeah. It's a good scene. Mm-hmm. It's a good scene. With Sue is like, she never admits that she's there to support Will and the kids and she connected with them, but she does and she campaigned to Figgins to keep Glee Club for another year, give them another chance at regionals. So, uh, yeah. So the Glee Club uh, exists again um, because of Sue. He did also aggressive with her again. He, like, grabbed her hand and then, like, forcibly put his other hand on top of hers. So, uh, lots of aggressive touching. Yeah, because he's, like... Very on brand for him. (laughs) Very on brand. He's, like, you're such a good person. And she's all, like, let go of me before I puke in your mouth. Um, And he's, like, you have a heart for these kids. And she's just, like, please stop. Um... (laughs) And then he announces to the Glee Club that they'll be going on for another year, and him and Puck sing... Well, Puck plays the guitar, he plays the ukulele, and they sing Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And that's how the show ends. The season one ends. You know what really made me mad? Is that I actually, like, kind of liked the cover. I thought the harmonies were really pretty, but I hated the fact that Shu had a ukulele and I don't know why I hated that part so much. Oh, boy. Because Will is every guy at a party who's like, oh, I can play the ukulele. You want to hear it, right? And everyone's like, like no. no. Like, oh, it's happening. I guess we're hearing it. My immediate reaction to him pulling out the ukulele was, oh my god, no. Yeah. And then when he started Started singing and I realized what song it was and that he wasn't going to approach any of the students in an inappropriate way. <laughs> it's like staying seated. This is okay. This is an okay song. This is appropriate. Yeah. 
Yeah, if more of Shu's songs were like this, we probably wouldn't hate him so much. Exactly. Um, and it's nice, and you see all the kids like Rachel leans her head on Finn, Quinn and Mercedes hold hands, and Kurt like grabs their hand with them, and it's all like, haha, we're super all friends. Cute. It's just this very cute number. It's a cute way to end this season. Oh, you can't um, forget uh, Mike Chang and that Matt guy. They fist bump. They fist bump. <laughs> Too bad this is not the last time we're seeing Matt at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just, he he's used to be just another, another football, football player. player. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is the episode of Journey to Regionals, one of Cullen Callahan's favorite Glee episodes. I love that uh, Cullen is now referring to himself in third person. <laughs> Hannah well, loves that idea. Great times were had by all watching this. <laughs> um, who? What was your favorite song? My favorite song was Any Way You Want It, Love and Touch and Squeezin'. It is quite literally a banger. Yeah, I'm gonna back that up. I'm gonna say the entire journey medley. It was really good. I would go with the entire journey medley, specifically Love and Touch and Squeeze In, because I love Don't Stop Believing, but they've done it before. But I definitely have Love and Touch and Squeeze In on my iPod as well, and I definitely played it on my musical theater radio show that I had in college. Wow, that is quite the Cullen's Corner. I didn't know that you had a radio show. I'm just now learning this. I did briefly for the, like my last semester. I had a show about musicals with my friend Maddie. That's oh, wow. awesome. Yeah, the last song we ever played, and I fought for this. I fought for this was the Glee cover of "Breakaway" by Kelly Clarkson. I hate you. Because <laughs> I was like, we're graduating. <laughs> It's a graduation song. You about know, breaking. I guess at least that song was used appropriately in Glee and not just frivolously like it was in Smash. So. Smash wasted that song. <laughs> but Kelly Clarkson got paid, so. <laughs> so we're happy because we, we love, we we love, love Casey. Support, we love and support Kelly Clarkson. Her show. Watch her daytime TV show, guys. I haven't watched it, but it looks like a grand old time. She starts like every episode that I've seen at least singing. It's great. What was your worst song? Was it to serve with love? Because that was definitely mine. Yes. Yeah, I have nothing yes. else to say. It was terrible and I hated it. It was, it was a, so bad. It was a low point in a very high episode, especially musically. I think the yeah. other worst part about it is that it's on the Journey to Regionals album, and so like every time that I listen to the album, I have to skip over it. <laughs> yeah, it just ruins a top-notch Glee album. Oh, it's just cringy. Yeah. And oh, I don't. Even, I haven't even thought. Okay. Who's your LVP this week? LVP? Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'm going Puck. Um, hated the fact that we, that he did that to Quinn. He like got her like up on uh, wine coolers and then like manipulated her with like the whole like you're not fat thing. Uh, got her pregnant. Was just a general jerk. Made he, weird faces while she was giving yeah, birth. Yeah, didn't care yeah, for that at all. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, yeah. I just and also he like he decided the baby's name, and like like Jacqueline wasn't gonna keep the baby, but like if anyone has a right to choose the name, it would still be her because fuck puck. That rhymes. Yep. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Shelby. Oh. Because I really disagree with the way she handles her relationship with Rachel and then randomly decides to adopt another daughter. Like, it just made no sense to me at all. I didn't like it. I didn't like her, her, the spontaneity. Spontaneity is more of like a positive word. I want to go with a word that's less positive. Her randomness? Recklessness. Reckless. Yeah. That's perfect. She's being really reckless in this episode. You don't just adopt a baby because you feel like you need a family. That's not how that works, okay? Very, very, very uh, irresponsible. It feels like the writer's hand because, like, oh, they don't want Quinn to just give up the baby. They want to make sure that, like, oh, the baby has a family, and because like you know like you don't want to have her like give away the baby and it's like oh well that baby could be in the foster system now we don't know what's happening to it so it's like it may have made more sense if we had spent more time with like Shelby and Rachel and have like Shelby talk about how she actually like wants to like give up doing glee club coaching and start a family and all this stuff like if that was built up and then this happens maybe but. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like I wouldn't feel so negative about it if that happened. But as it is right now, she's going to be my LVB because I think she's making a terrible decision. All right, valid. My LVP is going to be Puck the Rapist. Yeah. Because not okay. Hashtag not okay. Not okay. <laughs> Hashtag not all men. Not Cullen Callahan. No, <laughs> had I a don't. Musical radio show in college. Had a musical radio show in college, and I don't stand with Puck. <laughs> no. Um, who is your MVP? I'm going Quinny. Uh, she had a fucking baby. Like she fucking gave birth. She was a badass because she was, like, dancing on stage. She's like, yeah, I'm eight months pregnant. No big deal. <laughs> um, and then, like, yeah, I I was, like, really happy for her and Mercedes, like, being, like, best pals. And then she was, like, bonding with Kurt in the Glee room. And she got, like, back with her mom. So, like, I think a lot of good things happened to her, even though she still didn't have a lot of agency. Uh yeah a lot of good things happened to her so i'm giving it to her quinn's a good choice i i agree with that but i'm gonna go with sue sue sylvester i think that her ability to separate what she wants for glee club and what she feels is actually like what they deserve is is going really big for her in this episode. Mm. She nominates them as first, even though nobody else knows about it. And she talks to Principal of what what Figgy Fig. Figgy Fig. Yeah. 
she talks to Principal Figgy Fig and uses her ultimate power of um, blackmail to keep Glee Club in the game. So I'm going with Sue Sylvester. I want, so I'm going to do an honorable mention to Emma for being upset and defensive about the Glee Club, Uh but being about the Glee Club and not about Will, despite what he insisted. She's like, I feel like we had our chance and we're moving on. I'm moving on and I'm like, good for you, Emma. Um, And then I'm giving it to Rachel because I know this wasn't the biggest Rachel episode, but she led the performance. She knocked it out of the park. She got her man. She got her performance. She was the leader. And this is a this is her season. This is a, this is her time and she's shining. So way to be a star. She still didn't get okay, her mom cool. though. She didn't get her mom, but she don't need <laughs> Elsa of Arendelle. Uh, uh, that was a really depressing thing I said. <laughs> she didn't get her mom though. Downer. <laughs> Good job. Um, Good job, Hannah. I tried. So let's talk about the Glee Boot a bit as we conclude. We gotta do Tina time. Yeah. Oh. Tina time. Tina time. Okay, guys. Tina officially has two lines in this episode. One of them was really long, though. It was a long line. She speaks for at least, like, I don't know, six or seven actual lines in in a screenplay she cries a monologue she has a monologue guys she talks about only having two facebook friends her parents until she joined glee club yeah it's it's emotional but all in all she really only has two lines in the entire episode so there you go tina time tina time would Tina get more time in the Glee Boot? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think she would too. I feel like this season finale was the ending to a season that was promised in the pilot and not quite given to us. And I feel like the Glee Boot, I'd like there to be more cohesion. Like the storylines that are resolved in the finale have been placed throughout the season. And I think part of that would be the freedom of whenever the Glee Boot happens, we're no, long, no longer held to like the, we need 22 episodes per season. So we could have maybe a shorter season that focuses on the storylines that are really important instead of having to fill it with other stuff. And so we forget the main storylines. Yeah, I feel that. Um, I also think that we're going to need to cut a lot of the storylines that are not as important. Like it, like the what stuff you about Will. Yeah. <laughs> the stuff about will but um also some of the stuff like i know we just said that tina's going to get more episodes or like more lines but i don't like her in terms of archie okay wait archie artie 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 like, Archie of Riverdale. Riverdale. <laughs> well, I am sitting next to Archie from Halloween, so. I did go as Archie this Halloween. Yeah. Don't blame me too much, okay? Um, blame it on the alcohol. Like... <laughs> hey, yeah. right, Colin? Hey. 
name of a Glee episode in season two. There are some storylines that are just not as... You know, they're just not as, um... What's the word? Important. Meaningful. They don't catch your attention. What is that word? Interesting. (laughs) Interesting? That works. That works. They're just not as interesting. We need to cut those. I think when it gets into... Like, this season, I agree. Like, we don't... We're still getting to know the characters and trying to figure out, like, who who we really want to root for because sometimes people go off the rails but like when the show like picks up in the next few seasons and we have so many people that actually do become somewhat important in their own right I think that's where I think the show struggles in the future is because people try to put stock like fans will put stock in some side more side characters that then become more major characters so like this season i think my theory is going to be that it's actually somewhat cohesive and easier to track because i'm assuming things are just going to keep blowing up because they do add more characters and yeah it's gonna and then those characters are going to interact with the current characters that we have so like it's gonna be a lot so so as far as there was not a lot of cohesion here and it might get motto for the glee boot first season is going to be clean and clear yes i think we may have to change that because it might be trademarked because of the soap brand (laughs) (laughs) all right all right clear and clean clear and clean (laughs) Good. There we go. <laughs> the way I would do it is by making Will an anta- like combining Will and Sue, and we've talked about this earlier as the antagonist, and having Rachel as the clear protagonist. It could clearly be Rachel's story, and then her, about her developing her relationship with her classmates. So you could have a way to more naturally work in spotlighting each member of the Glee Club, because it's about her. If the main storyline of season one is about her learning to value those relationships then we could show her building those relationships and the Glee Club building those relationships with each other and less about Will's self-realization as in none about it. Well, I mean, we don't need anything with Will in it. Yeah, that's how I would Glee boot. Yeah, Glee boot. That's the Name of the podcast. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So next week, we have a special plan. We're going to talk about the first season as a whole how it affected us, how it changed us, how it made us better or worse human beings. <laughs> and But thank you so much. I can't believe we've made it to the end of the first season. It's been quite... Yay! It's been quite a journey to regionals. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. That's the second I, time. I was going to legit say it's been a journey <laughs> because, like, it has been a journey and, like, we've Glee's been a journey. We've been on this journey with Glee. We've... Don't Stop Believing's happened twice to us. Um, (laughs) Well, I mean, unless you count the number of times that we've had to hear it also on the radio, because we heard it on the radio in the pilot, right? And then they sang it, and then we heard it on the radio here, and then they sang it again. So it's four times. Yeah. So it's been a journey. So I want to thank you for joining us um, on Glee Boot. 
I've had a lot of fun. I hope you've had a lot of fun. And we're definitely going continuing. This isn't an end. But I just wanted to thank you as we reached this kind of like big landmark as we've completed a whole season of Glee. Should we start singing to Sir with Love to our listeners? Please don't. We love them. <laughs> don't do that to them. With love. You're welcome. Everyone is showing off their pipes this week. <laughs> We're all really great singers. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, social media? Question mark. Social media. Social meds. Oh my god, we're on the social meds. We are on Instagram and Twitter. We are at Glee Boot Pod, and then we're also on Tumblr, Glee Boot Pod. So yeah, check us out. We're posting memes. We're making posts. We are socializing on media. If you are like, I have not enough Glee memes in my life, then we're here for you. That's what we're yeah. all about. I'm making originals. They're pretty making funny. Original. Oh, thank you. They I made me laugh. Really I'm so glad. See, that's all I want is to make to make my friends laugh and to make the listeners laugh. So yeah, follow us for memes both original and reposted because memes follow me on social media meet my youtube persona your boy ryan at y-a-b-o-i ryan on youtube and your boy ryan 99 on instagram and tiktok and then uh alyssa is also on instagram uh a.m.swearingen on instagram check out her art she's super talented oh my goodness thank you i try you know we just gotta gonna give you a shout out your great art yeah follow follow us for memes art and amazing tiktoks we'll see you at the minisode and then it's on to season two baby yeah all right thanks for listening Bye. bye bye